And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. Hello, guys. And here we Hello. are for our first regular podcast of 2020, now that the games of oh, 2021, there we go, already mm. screwing up the year. I have no idea what year I mean. 90% doesn't of the matter time. anymore. doesn't it's, matter anymore. It still I, feels like 2020, honestly. Let's, you know, hope, hope it starts feeling like 2021 sometime this year. Yeah, I, I'm not holding my breath for that one. I had the missus look across me and go, You're wrong year, wrong year, wrong year, abort, abort. Um, so yeah, 2021 it is. Woohoo! Getting older, brain, the, the gray matter is starting to become a lot grayer and closer to black as uh, things fade away and disappear from my brain. But let's talk about what we always like talking about, and that is games. I do have some maybe life, or maybe you call it in between. I don't know, whatever you call it, for a little bit later. But there was a cool discussion Jason and I were having just before this podcast kicked off and just before Joe joined us about um, our gaming habits at the moment. Because I, I know things, you know, Jace's world's changed a little bit. Isn't that right, Jace? It has, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we've been lucky, you know, game of the year 2020, Warzone. Um, we've been lucky to get a couple of couple of matches in uh, yes, here have. and there. And we've been kicking some butt too. We have been kicking some butt. We've been doing really well in Plunder. We've been we doing really well in Rebirth Island, which is the uh, yeah. Black Ops variant um, of, uh, you know, a smaller map. It's it's easy to get into. It's enjoyable. And and Joe and I have been been playing a little bit of Rebirth Island here and there. Um, yep. we, it seems like our schedules all haven't kind of aligned up and we've just oh, been getting no. in a little bit of gaming in between. But, I mean, that's the beauty of it, right? And and, and Rebirth Island is fantastic for that because it's uh, like a condensed plunder, I guess. Yeah. Um, not as many respawns, but close enough. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I just I you know that's all I've really had an opportunity to play, and I'm either playing it on the the, the Xbox One X or in the nursery on the One S with with my my baby girl laying on my lap. It's um, I don't know if that's that's particularly good parenting, <laughs> having your baby watch you play um a video game about murdering people. But I mean, I don't think she knows what she's looking at anyway. So nope, I think it's all be all right. I'll be all right. Um, but I mean, you know, I've, I've got awesome friends like you guys, you know, I was, Jono jumped on the other day and I was so excited. I really wanted to play with him and I'm like, dude, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Jade's starting to roll around on the baby monitor. She's doing that little flappy thing that she does in her wingsuit. I'm pretty sure she's going to wake up. And I said, I'm going to leave this game on. I'll be back. And I never came back. Um, oh. I'm sorry, Jono. No, that's all right. I proceeded to come in the top 10 twice in Plunder. So, you know, and on my own. You, was... you, you, fought, for, you fought for both of us. Damn straight. Excellent. Um, but that's really all I've had an opportunity to play. And I, I think I had a little bit of a wake up call realizing that, you know, now that I'm back at work, I had a month off and, um, you know, I've, I have a Nintendo Switch and I have a, a gaming PC and I've got two Xboxes and you can play video games on your mobile and whatever. I'm, I'm very much spoiled for choice, especially with a, a service like Game Pass out there. And I'm oh. not really playing a lot. Like I'm, I'm really just focusing to my two food groups, which is, is Destiny and, uh, and Warzone. And, uh, and so I've decided to cull my gaming consoles. I, I sold my gaming laptop last night, um, even though I just bought it. Um, and I've, uh, I've finished, um, I forgot the name of it. It's, what was the name of the, the gift that you got me? Uh, Hyrule um, Warriors. Hyrule Warriors, which is, uh, which is Zelda Dynasty Warriors. Jen and I absolutely loved it. We, we got through that cool. quite quickly. Um, and I've just decided, you know what? Like, I wasn't touching my Switch. This game made me play my Switch again. Um, and I've just, I've just culled everything. Um, and so I've, I've got my, my switch on Gumtree, which I should get a pretty penny for. 
because uh, it's an original Switch and they're, and they're highly desired. And I'm going to do my very best to just stick with, um, with the Xbox for the moment. I'm sure there'll be a PS5 on my shelf one day, but, uh, hmm. but for now, that's, that's what I'm doing. I think you mean Xboxes, but yes, I, I think it's a good way to go where you are at your life, your stage of your life. And like you were saying, like with Game Pass and you know, your back catalogue, I'm sure there's plenty of things to kind of keep you entertained, plus these, um, this amazing free-to-play game, which was our Game of the Year, Warzone. Oh, that's yeah, it. for sure. So much to play at the moment. In, in fact, uh, I'm with you guys. I feel there's so much choice that it's actually been easier to just narrow it down to a couple of games. So like, like Jace, I think Warzone has been a big one for me, which, again, still amazes me because if you'd said that to me, this time last year that I was going to be playing Call of Duty actively again on a regular basis and I was going to be multiplayer all the time, I would have told you to go away. Um, maybe not so nicely. And then, <laughs> but then um, Halo's come back in no mix. The Master Chief Collection's uh, seasons, I'm, I'm really enjoying playing through... I'm actually playing through um, Spartan Ops from Halo 4 again because there's achievements for finishing each chapter. So, yay, achievements. Um and I've been enjoying that. I'd actually like to get some of that game time with you guys on, on a bit of Halo again. But um, I did play something that I originally bought on the Switch and then just appeared on Game Pass and finished it quite quickly. And that was uh, Donut County. Oh, me oh too. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The ending was so much fun. There's a big boss battle at the end and it's um, just enjoyable and simple. So, yeah, no, a fun game. A lot of fun. It's a, it's a perfect kind of, you know, you don't have much time game as well because each of the stages oh. aren't that long. Um, no. There's enough kind of fun story to, you know, keep you kind of entertained between stages. And, yeah, it was a really fun game to play with my kids around too. They love the kind of premise of it all. And that song between stages, every mm. time my, my youngest, my four-year-old, she'd just get up and dance around the room and we would just leave it on for ages while she just, she loved it. She couldn't wait for that part of the game. Oh, that's so good. That's yeah. fantastic. I, there's something about that game. You're right. The levels were really quick, but I, I know um, M was asking me uh, what sort of game is it? And I said, well, you've seen me play Katamari, so it's kind of like inverse Katamari. Instead of yeah. gathering all the things to one big ball, you're just sucking them up into a hole. Yeah, it's good. And, and that's a game that is made even better by the achievements too, because I don't yeah. know if you did, but I went and got all the achievements in it. I haven't um, yet. And, I've got half. And it was just... Yeah, it was just fun. Like some of them I had to look up what to do, but others there was one where it was you had to finish a stage but not eat the radio into yes. the hole. Yeah, and that, that was, was a challenge. Like, really it was challenging, yeah. And it was, you know, a fun kind of thing to do. And most of them you kind of like just playing the game organically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that I enjoyed that. Like when I finished it, it was just a nice thing every, you know, little while I'd go back to it. Um and yeah, it, it did make it a better experience for me. Yeah, agreed. There, actually, there was an achievement with breaking eggs. And I can't for the life of me remember what level the eggs were on. Oh, it was the one with the hen house, and you had to you had to bring the chicken over to the um to one side, shoot it up in the air, it landed at the top, and then eggs started shooting out, uh, um, like just heaps and heaps of eggs. Okay, um, I've yeah. clearly just missed that. I went to the chickens yeah. and the snakes got confused. Awesome. Yeah. So, is there anything else you guys have been playing that you'd like to? Yeah, to I, I've been. I've been playing a lot of um, Hitman Three. Um, yes, Hitman Three is like a, is an interesting title just in terms of like the tech around it. So um, each iteration of the Hitman trilogy, which the first one they call Hitman Twenty Sixteen, and then they call the second one H Two, and then the third one is H Three, but in Roman numerals. Um, and <laughs> or, or, the, or the th- I assume it's Roman numerals. Three three lines. Yep. Um, is that is that yeah? Okay, yep. Cool. Yep. 
John, I would know. Um, and, yes, I would. and so, uh, and so um, yeah, the, the tech behind it's interesting. So like the first game was, um, the first game was like fairly large in size and, and it came out um, as a level at a time. And that was during an era with like Telltale games and stuff like that, where that was popular. Yeah. And what it allowed, what it allowed IO Interactive to do was essentially work on one level, work really hard on it, you know, because they were they didn't have as much of a budget back then, and and bring out this game. And and people were initially annoyed by it. They were paying twenty dollars a level, but it, it equated yeah. to a hundred dollar game, um, which is the standard price that you're paying for a new release. Um, and I enjoyed playing it that way. Um, I I was looking forward to the new levels being out, and and Hitman is very much one of those games where you play the same levels over and over. Hitman 2 came out, um, and I think it was around that time. It was either Warner Brothers or Square Enix. One of them helped IOI develop it, and it was a full game, and it was incredibly popular. And then I'm fairly confident it was Square Enix. They basically let IOI go, or IO Interactive go, and they said, you know, you're done here. Um, We're going to let you go, but we're not going to sell you. You're just free to go off and do whatever you want to do as a company, which is pretty cool. Um, They just they weren't making them enough money, I guess. And so then they were able to make Hitman 3. They did it by themselves. But they've got effectively two previous titles that are running off two separate systems. And this game is an always online single-player game, which upsets a lot of people. Mm. Um, but the logic behind it is that you've got these checklists you've got to complete and so on. And so anyway, they've, been, they've tried to incorporate Hitman 1 and 2 into 3, and it's a complete schmozzle. Oh, um, when when it works it works well but like i own hitman one and two but there's like so many versions of hitman one and two there's the complete season and the half season and the gold edition and the blah 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 and whatever so i've ended up having to effectively pay an extra 15 on top for games i already own just to import them into three but i did that because i don't know how they did it but they made hitman one two and three and they cut the size of the entire series in half They've oh, wow. everything into 60 gigs. Hitman 2 by itself was 120 mm. gigs. And now Hitman 2 is inside Hitman 3. Um, and I just find these sorts of things interesting. Like they've, I, don't, I can't think of many games where they've put a full trilogy of titles into one. Yeah. And then all you need is three. And then three gives you access to one and two. There'll inevitably be a, a Hitman trilogy pack that's, that's easy for people. They don't have to pay all the extra cash. Um, but it works so well. And it's like, I'm playing one and two again, just with updated graphics, ray tracing, reflections, and so on. Um, and the, the formula hasn't really changed all that much. They don't introduce anything new. You've got access to all the weapons from the past. It's all about mm. the levels. And I just, I don't think I've ever encountered a game before that's just all about that amazing, amazing level design. Like that is the absolute focus. You've got this little playground that's incredibly highly detailed. And, and that's, that's what you're paying for. You're, paying, you're not paying for improvements or new weapons or gravity guns or, you know, whatever. You, you, you're basically just getting the same game again, new, new levels and, and different ways to do things. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I've spent more money on Hitman. I think I've spent more than $300 on this series. Um, definitely more than that, actually. And just to be able to make it all work. And I, I, for whatever reason, I just think it's worth the money. No, I think yeah. it's really good. Oh, go on, Joe. Yeah. I was just going to ask. I remember in it was Hitman Two that had those incredible um, sniper missions as well, yes. which kind of mixed the mixed the game up as well. Does this have that as well? Because it doesn't. And the interesting thing about it is, even though you still have access to the sniper missions, they remove the co-op. And I don't know why they ah. did that because Jen and I had um, we had a week of just playing that co-op sniper mission. She can't play first-person shooters, but she can play this, and um, and it was effectively first-person with the sniper rifle. And it was just there was just these little sniper puzzles, and um, mm. I understand why you don't have access to it anymore because I don't think they have 
access to that server content anymore. Like Square Enix or Warner Brothers or whoever it was was hosting it. Um, it's just a shame. But nobody played it. That's the thing. Like I yeah. understand from a financial perspective, it doesn't make sense to pay 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 for it. But uh, look, it was. I, I wish they did more of those levels. I'd I'd pay for those. Only other question is: Is the briefcase that goes around corners still in this game? Absolutely. The the new one is the banana. Actually, you can throw okay. bananas at people um, to knock them out, but you can also throw bananas on the floor and they slip on them, which is uh, cool. Because yeah. who's going to see a banana on the floor, right? Like you, you wouldn't. You would just trip on it every time. <laughs> it, it's it's funny, man. A lot of people um, who haven't played the Hitman series have decided to just go straight into three. And they feel fairly underwhelmed because you can finish the game very, very quickly. It's all about yep. the replayability of the same levels. But people keep comparing it to Untitled Goose Game, which is probably not fair because they came out first. But they compare it. It's very similar to Untitled Goose Game in terms of how you approach it because it's it, it's puzzle. Like, it's it's killing people, but it's in a, in a puzzle yeah. kind of way. Um, but uh, I... I Look, if you're not keen to get it immediately, wait it out. Wait till it's be a patient gamer, and and you'll get the whole thing together. And I'm just I'm playing one and two again because it's updated, and all my progress has been wiped. And I'm like, awesome, this is great. I'll start again. Um, That's a perfect so segue, actually. Because um, I got one and two on special recently. I think hey. I paid thirty bucks for the two of them. <laughs> uh, Good on you, man. <laughs> maybe forty-five bucks for the two, and. It's funny, I started playing uh, the first and second levels of Hitman 1, and you're right, that replayability, I've gone back and, and replayed those levels multiple times trying to see what the outcomes are like. Um, like My favourite death was putting a, um, a golf exploded golf ball um, yep. down for one of the guys and then just leaving the area. Was that and in Sapienza? That in was in Sapienza Italy? in yeah. Italy, yeah. yeah. And I didn't even see him get blown up. I came back and saw a massive crater in the, in the ground where he'd obviously hit the ball. But um, I was somewhere else on the map, and then suddenly it's like target neutralized. It's like fantastic. So yeah, really the, good. The beauty really of it. the beauty of the challenges in that game is they don't cheap it out either. They don't make it so that you can only do one thing and then you have to start the level again and do another. Yeah, you can li- like there's there's ones to you know get somebody with a wire and then shoot them in the head. You can literally complete the challenge for strangling them, then reload the save and shoot them in the head. Yeah, and there's that many challenges out there that you'd spend like two, three hundred hours, even if you were cheesing the system, just to get it. So I like that they don't do that to you. They let you stack it up and get that multiplier. Uh, it's so satisfying. So, yeah, just reloading seconds later and going, oh, I know exactly how to do that and racing through the level, walking yep. past everyone and setting up the, the the kill and it happens two, two seconds after that. It's like, oh, that was perfect. Now I know how to do it. <laughs> there's, there's some there's levels. Not... Oh, sorry. Go on. Sorry. No, you go ahead, Ben. I was going to say there was some levels where I, I think I went through and set off every alarm, had people chasing me, seeing how long I could last. And in the process of doing that was finding out more secrets about the level and just went, okay, I can come back for a perfect run. So yeah, no, really clever game. Hitman is definitely very unique. There are very few games out there, even in the stealth genre that are like it. It's it's absolutely about social stealth. And um, I, I hope that they're able to make more Hitman games, but I, IO Interactive are the perfect people to make that 007 game. Hitman already yeah. feels like a 007 game as is. Yeah, it's it's got the it's got the style. It's uh, you know the, the levels are just so highly detailed. You feel like a secret agent, um, and they've got the gadgets obviously. Yeah, and Bond is all about his gadgets. So I think that they're the perfect company. It's a it's a perfect pairing for a new franchise. Yeah, I we haven't. Had... Well, sorry, you go, there you go, Joe. I was going to say I think with the 007 game, like you watch a James Bond movie, he's not killing people the whole movie. In fact, like. There's probably like you know two or three big set pieces, yeah. And possibly like usually two of them would be involving just a couple of other people, 
And I think the Hitman games, you know, you're, you're, it's this tense build-up. And it's, I, I've played the other two. I haven't played this one. But one of my favorite stages in it was a training stage on a boat where yep. it was yeah. really small. But I remember that was the only stage in the whole game where I did every single like checklist thing where it was like all the different options of killing. And like, I love that. And I just think with a James Bond game, you know, you could have, you could have a game similar to Hitman where you kind of decide about how you go about, you know, meeting your objective. Are you going to go and, you know, a car to just a person that you go and um, that feels like a James Bond movie that, that you're kind of in control of. I think they, they're the right people for it. I agree. Yeah, totally. No, definitely with you on that. Um, actually, there was something else interesting that Jay said during that was nobody else has really done games where they've combined a trilogy together. And there's two parts I want to go down on this one. One's a what if. This is something I've always wanted. And this actually goes back to, do you guys remember the Tom Clancy game Endgame? Or oh, Endwar, sorry? Endwar, yeah. Endwar, yep. So I always thought Endwar would have been even better if they made a sequel and it tied into the other Tom Clancy games released at the time. So if you were playing Ghost Recon, someone playing Endwar would be giving you mission controls for where you were attacking next, but you were playing it in real time as the Ghost Recon squad. And then same goes for that game Hawks that they had, which was the, the fighter combat. And so you could have tied all the franchises in together and had Rainbow Six you know, getting your mission objectives with... Um, you know, uh, spy ops and and finding out the secret so that the Ghost Recon team could then complete the mission. And it could have been a really fun option. It's um, unfortunately looking at Ubisoft, all their games are just massive open world. So I don't think we're going to get that anytime soon. Man, that that is such a cool idea. Like if anybody's going to be able to pull that off, it would be Ubisoft. And yeah. you could absolutely just have a Tom Clancy like universe type game. Yeah. There, there are quite a few games out there now. I, I played one um, very recently called, uh, I think it's called Death by Daylight or, or Dead by Daylight. Okay, um, by Daylight, yeah. And, and the premise of that game is very reminiscent of um, Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed multiplayer, two of my most favorite multiplayer. Yes. Assassin's Creed multiplayer is, is incredible as well. And the idea is that you're either hunting people or you're, you're being hunted. But in a, in a game where you could effectively... Um, you know, like a larger scale game like Warzone, you might have maybe not 150 players. Maybe you only have yeah. 50 or 60 or, or maybe even less. Maybe it's maybe it's 20. But like you have people who would just rotate into the Rainbow Six team who and yep. Rainbow Six games clearly play a certain way. They're a little bit more strategic. They're a little bit more slowed down. Ghost Recon has moved into a more kind of arcadey route at the moment, it seems. It has. Um, and then Splinter Cell is, you know, you're this solo Splinter Cell agent. But, I mean, at the same point, I can also imagine that everybody just wants to play the Splinter Cell solo lone wolf sort of guy, you know, and they say, you know, you go into a list and you're like, I want to be the Splinter Cell guy. Yeah. You might not get to play him every single time, you know, it's on a rotation or whatever, but they've just got, they've got the money and they've got the ability to be able to pull something off that is um, of the same uh, scale and maybe even caliber of, of, of a game like Warzone, but in the Tom Clancy universe. Yeah, and it could be, if you have an overarching commander as well, it could be really interesting because they're the only one that can see all the objectives coming up and maybe yep. you could assign people. So it could even be if you click complete an objective early, then you get a chance to be rewarded with the Splinter Cell option or yep. jump into the Ghost Recon option or, you know, 
we've never had a tank game in the Tom Clancy universe. Well, this could be the option to have armored warfare as well. So yeah, no, I think there's opportunities in there. There's um, probably and, somebody at Ubisoft like getting ready to make this, but you yeah, know, if if they're listening, which you know I doubt, but if they're listening, hey, steal the idea, go for it. <laughs> well, what's that? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I've got a nighttime brain at the moment. Um, what's that big um, base game that everyone plays that's still in early access? That oh, is doing something like Star, this? Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing. In, aren't they in Star Citizen doing a first person? Um, like mode where people can play on planets, I believe it is, and it kind of affects the strategy side of it. So that's where that's kind of like two different types of gamers, possibly kind yeah. of you know benefiting each other. I, I wasn't aware that Star Citizen was doing that. I, I mean, I know you can definitely do like a shooting it component. Was Star well, yeah. Eve Online actually did that. Eve Online well, had Eve Online. Sorry, Eve, I, Eve I, Online I, had the the strategy like you're playing the spaceships and stuff like that yep. and then they had i think it was called dust 514 the number yes. that's oh, the that yep. one, okay, okay sure so that that's eve yeah yeah, yeah. and so dust there was, was the, the ground troops was there a tv show or going to be a tv show in that I one think as well? an anime or something Maybe. yeah 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 I, I think i mean we've seen options with um the old battlefront games but before the modern star wars battlefront games the old ones did have a um a mode where you could go from the ground into space, board a ship. Um, so have a, a dogfight in the air, board a ship, and then try and take out the ship. And I, th- I think it was on the PSP versions and possibly the early Xbox versions, um, but it was only one it. game mode, yeah. And it was um, it, it was fun, but it was very early because it was like you looked at the transitions between those levels and, and even the animations and the, uh, the graphics weren't anything spectacular. But I think someone could do that with a modern game, it could be a really interesting franchise. Even if you split it up across multiple games where you're coming in in that one type of game and you're restricted to that particular type. Um, yeah. I don't know. So yes, they were my thoughts. Um, I did want to talk about life for a second. I was, I was talking to you guys about, it was Em's birthday recently, took her out uh, birthday shopping so she could buy some books and stuff that she really wanted. And of course I came away with more Transformers. <laughs> so, so I I have both a beef and and also a lot of fun to talk about as well. The the beef is distribution from Hasbro is absolutely crap. They they drop like one or two boxes into a store and you are hoping to find it. So I went through three stores in the city hoping to find um, the the latest series is called Kingdom. So they're mixing Beast Wars with G One Transformers, and so there's a mixture of figures from both. And every time I turned up to a store there's only been like one figure left from uh, three different size classes with a, a box, maybe two boxes worth of each. So you're talking 12 figures in every size. And I've come there and found one in the smallest size and not the figure I wanted. And that was after, I, I think there's about six stores I went through uh, across, you know, probably a week's period knowing that they'd been there and I'd missed them by a day or so, or maybe even a couple of hours and finally got lucky on that Saturday and picked up um most of the figures that I was after, which was really cool. So if you're Where a fan did you end of, up finding them? Did you find them in different stores or just the one store? Oh, uh, just the one store. Came up. Okay. Oh no, uh, Target. Target at Broadway. Oh wow. Yeah. I saw a post on a, a forum and went, Oh, there's some there. And that was our last destination. Got there and was lucky enough to find the majority. So so you also visited the Lego store while you were there? I did not. You did not? What? I looked I looked in the window. Who are you? <laughs> I looked in the window, but um, I'm, it was Emma's day, fair enough. But I'm surprised she didn't want to. 
She avoided it too. Well, for, for her birthday, I got all the Harry Potter, this new Lego Harry Potter, these little books that fold yep. out into a classroom. So I've, she got all those for her birthday over the course of the last week. And um, I've I've stopped on Lego. There's no space in this house. I mean, admittedly, there's no, there's no <laughs> space for Transformers either. It, oh, I looked in the window and, oh, yeah, I, I've convinced myself I don't need this year's uh, selection. So I should be all right. The problem is Marvel Legends have slowly come back into my life, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, which, on that note, they've just released... Um, we're, we're all fans of Into the Spider-Verse. Absolutely. Best movie so, of the year that was so, out. Well, then Hasbro just released um, their Marvel Legends wave with most of the main characters from Spider-Verse. Oh, and nice. they look like they've stepped off uh, the animation. They look amazing. Nice. Um, Peter B. Parker is in his... Trachydax with his big green army coat and um, and a slurpee in hand. It's fantastic. I'm I'm very this I'm this close to cracking. This close. For those of you that can't see, my fingers are not very far apart. The only cosplay I've ever done in my life. We went as a family, as as spider family. I completely um, forgot that you did that. That was fantastic. Yeah, I was it very amazing. easy, and that was an easy costume with my Trachydax on. <laughs> Uh, exactly. In fact, the next time we're able to go to a convention, I am possibly going to dress up for the first time ever. Nice. Well, I, I, I now have uh, one of the, uh, again, Marvel Legends Captain America shields. Nice, yes. And I have a Captain America t-shirt that I picked up a couple of years back. And if I put on some um, blue cargo pants, I reckon I could be an alternate reality Captain America. Absolutely. <laughs> throw, throw some goggles on or something. Yeah, yeah. Bugger, I'll, I'll just go helmets off. Maybe put a scar like I've, you know, taken some damage and the helmet had to get ripped away. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Speaking of helmets, did you guys see the Mass Effect um, cachet edition, whatever it is called? It's not, it doesn't no. come with the game. It doesn't come with the game, but it comes with a one-to-one replica helmet, um, Shepard's helmet. It looks oh, wow. really cool. At the moment, it's not for sale in Australia, but i got to say, I, I saw this helmet and I looked it up. I'm like, oh, EB Games might get it. It doesn't come with the game. So that probably, maybe it'll be 150, but it's 150 US. So probably, probably be oh, like double 300. It. I think I think it's 150 yeah. US. Yeah, um, so I'm imagining. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. The, I, I'm, I'm not going to play through Mass Effect again. I certainly don't have time. I was going to um, ask that question. That yeah, helmet's so, no? sweet. Yeah, I really like the helmet. No, no Trace, way. Are, are you considering replaying Mass Effect now that Legacy Edition's no. coming? No. I, I, um, started three, I think it was. Like I have all, I have all three of them. I have the collector's yeah, edition. I was really into it. Um, and I started three, and I hated it, so I just turned it off. I was, it was really strange. I just you've never finished it. I yeah, I didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy oh, yeah. it at all. Yeah, yeah. okay. Fair um, two I loved. One Two's I loved. The bomb. Um, uh, two was a little bit different from the way that one. One had yeah. like a jankiness to it that I really enjoyed for some reason. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I I just something with three just bothered me and I just stopped. I don't know what it was. I, I might have to revisit it though. That's pretty common for a lot of people. Three is definitely not the favorite of the group. I think it was the ending though that a lot of people had issue with more than the actual rest of the game. No, I, I, I thought the ending was fine. Um, oh yeah, I didn't yeah. have a big problem with it. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't well, perfect, I, I but loved yeah. them. Oh, two is by far my favorite. It was an amazing game. Um, I got to say, I'm, I'm slightly tempted again by that collection, but something... Speaking, okay, let's go remasters for a second. This might be a way to, to end our night. Um, I want you guys to think about a remaster you've really enjoyed lately. Um, I'm going to talk about one that I just saw on the Microsoft Store 
on, on my Xbox or on the Xbox store that I hadn't even considered. I knew it existed. And I saw a video playing as I'm scrolling through the store and suddenly got really tempted to buy it. And that's one of my favorite Saints Row games. So Saints Row 3 came down as one of my favorites because of um, just the way the story played out and all the different things that happened. And you even end up having um, that, oh, what were they called? They are called Stag. They were the military yep. unit that appeared in town and suddenly um, you could steal their vehicles as well. And it felt like I was playing with G.I. Joe uh, vehicles and, and figures. It was brilliant. The remaster really upped the graphics in a major way and looked the ga- made the gameplay look slightly different. I mean, yep. very similar, but sort of a bit more modern. And it's currently on special for 24 bucks Australian. So I'm, um, again, I've put my fingers very close together a lot in this podcast, but uh, again, very tempted. That, that remaster is really highly regarded, actually. People are quite impressed with just how visually impressive it is. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the game, the game always had a certain feel about it, right? Like the first yeah. Saints Row was meant to be a, a competitor to GTA and took itself a little bit seriously. And it's yeah. just, it's basically gone the way of the Fast and the Furious franchise where it's just become more and more bonkers. You know, I think the most yeah. recent one, I was the president of the United States and I was like, which is hilarious. Hold, which, and I was like holding on to uh, a, a, a nuclear rocket, riding it. Yeah. And I had an alien that I had to fight. And, you know, it was awesome. You um, had superpowers. But, and you had superpowers as well. That's right. And yeah. and three three I really really enjoyed. I think it's probably one of my favourites. So yeah. I might I might have have a look at that. That that was co op as well, right? <gasps> oh, Jason. I'm pretty sure it's co op, man. Let's yeah. do it, man. <laughs> Twenty four bucks steal. Yeah, it might be less, but anyway, around that price range, that's still good. Mm. Um, so on the remaster front, are there any remasters you've played in recent years that have brought you back to a game that you didn't expect? I know I've put you on the spot here, so this is I can see the the, the old thinking caps are going on, and it's like, oh my god, what have I? I, I can I can jump in for that one. Yeah. Um. So the Yakuza series. Um. In yeah, fact, that's four, game five, and now, six, or the oh. collection. You can you can either get four, five, and six separately, or just download the collection all in one hit. But I mean, Yakuza for me is uh, like visually the games weren't particularly impressive back in the in the PlayStation era, and the the jumping graphics isn't drastic i think the remaster just really helps with a making it available on pc which it does look fantastic on mind you um especially the the kiwami which is which is um one and two like a not a reimagining but just kiwami is sort of more of a more of a a remaster i guess than, than the ones that they actually call remasters um but yeah they've just the fact that they've brought all these games back out again and made them made them available on consoles other than um playstation and, and other than being in japan a lot of these games never came to australia um, or at least never came to power territories. So um, yeah, I don't know. I I've just found all of them very very well done, very well put together, and and just just simply making them available to a wider audience is, is pretty cool. I can't think of anything. Are you that I, yeah, yeah, not, nothing that I wasn't expecting. I guess the one that jumps to mind is Tony Hawk, like what I played recently. But I was expecting to enjoy that. Um, I saw the on um, Games with Gold at the moment is Resident Evil One remake or remaster. Sorry. Um, and I looked at that thinking, oh, yeah, I might give that a go. And, yeah, it didn't didn't look super great. Um, so, yeah, I'll stick with two, that. Two on the other hand, though. I know. Have that's you... a remake, though. I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Do remakes and remasters, are they kind of the same thing? It, well, it definitely is because visually yeah. it's, it looks like um, – it looks new. It looks like a new title. Um, I, I watched somebody play that end-to-end. And I loved every minute of it. I remembered it very, very well. I played it on the Dreamcast. I remember it very yeah. well. But, but the remaking of it and what they – or whatever it is um they've what they've added to it is is incredible and just sort of being chased around by this this 
I can't remember his name, uh, like Mr. Z or something. He's a dude in a, in a, in a hat and a trench coat. Um, and, and bringing back the, I don't know if you ever remember Chunk and Tofu, the two, the two secret characters. Tofu was literally a yes. block of tofu with a knife. Yes. Um, the way they brought those back with a sp- for the speedrunning community was amazing. So, um, <laughs> yeah, if you haven't, if you're not going to play it, you should watch it at least. Yeah. I, I've got one that's probably a bit um, not popular um, way of going with it, but um, you remember the Shadow of the Colossus Ico pack that came yeah. out, the remasters yeah. on PlayStation? Yeah. I think it was PlayStation 3. It was 3. I got that on. And I loved like Ico when I played it, but I got to a point that I remember where I just just couldn't, didn't know what to do because it was frustrating uh, because of the world. It's not like an enormous world, but there was this bridge part where I remember crossing it and not knowing what to do. And it was, just took forever to go from one side to the other. And I got the remaster of it and the same thing happened. I got to this point in it. I was loving the game. And I got to this mental block part of the game, and I just didn't want to play it anymore. And you didn't I look it up playing. or anything? No, nope, I, I, it just frustrated me. So I went to Shadow of the Colossus, which I have never actually finished uh, no, all the way through. Neither I, have I. I played a lot more yeah. of that though. Um, three times I've, I've started that game. Once with Jono, yeah, as well. We, we had a, a good run of that for a while. So that's that's a but you know, all we... of shame game that I'll get to one day. I'm sure. I did it, but you know, we both got up to the second boss, and I've never played beyond that either. In Shadow of the Colossus, oh, I've got much further. Yeah. I'd love to play more. I don't know why I keep stopping. And Ico has always been on my list, and it's in that collection, and I've never touched it. Yeah. So yes, I the, there are definitely hidden games on my um, pile of shame that I keep forgetting exist back there, and I eventually we'll get around to, or never will, and I'll just sit there and I go, yeah, and that game it's amazing, but I've never played it. Um, okay. Very last thing. Um, I always like to keep you informed of the retro games I've bought recently, and some finally appeared. And, and uh, three in particular, I got a chance to play on the weekend because I needed to go to my parents' place to get to my old CRT TV. So that's Time Crisis, Time Crisis Project Titan, and an all-time favourite, Point Blank. Nice. Uh, so I got a classic G-Con, which works. It's in perfect condition, and the games worked really well. And geez, it's fun. It was also fun watching my sister play, play Point Blank and seeing how bad Did she was. Did you play the RPG <laughs> mode in Point Blank? I wanted to, but then I realized the, my PlayStation 1 memory card was not there in the box. I was like, where's this damn memory card? I don't want to start this and then, and then get... You don't you know, need to buy another one, though, do you? Well, I found it. It was, oh, excellent. At, it was at my house, so I'm going to um, take oh, it great. over to I've, I've got PlayStation 1 memory cards if you need them, because nice. don't, don't go out and buy one. But man, that Point Blank RPG, like yeah. good memories as a kid playing that, is like, oh, it's just so clever. It's so clever. So I, can you explain this? As someone who's only ever played Point Blank absolutely, a lot man, at I, the arcade, but what is, I'd, what is I'd RPG? I'd love to. Man? So point, point Blank RPGs, you play as the two Point Blank dudes, um, and you work point with... Point Blank it is. Is no, it's great? Not, it's, it's, I'm just making that up. I don't know. It's Dr. Don <laughs> and Dr. Dan. All right. So Dr. Don and Dr. Dan, you play as them, and there's a world map um, very similar to a Final Fantasy game. Um, and you move around the world map by shooting at the points where you want them to run to, like a, I guess like a point-and-click adventure. And the beginning of it, you work, you, you, work with, um, you work with two agents, Mulberry and Scubby, um, who are Mulder and Scully, Scully from, from X-Men. Um, and from X-Men, you, X-Files. X-Men. <laughs> X- yes, whatever. They've got the superpowers. And, um, from there, yeah, there too. And, from Zelda. 
from Zelda, yeah. <laughs> and you you work with them, and then you get into like um, like little mini games, but you also get into like random battles. And there'll be like, you know, you'll get into a random battle, it'll suck you into it, and there'll be like an alien spaceship flying around the screen, you've got to shoot it. And it's just all these little parlor games that you would have played. It's point blank. Yeah. But it's, it's like an RPG, you level up, you get new stuff. Um, and it was incredible. I had such a good time with it as a kid. Um, I used to play that in a game called Lethal Enforcers. I got them together as a, yes. as a tub. I'd pick up a tub from Civic Video. There'd be a bright baby pink gun and a baby blue gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd, I'd plug those in and play Lethal Enforcers and, uh, and Point Blank. Oh. If there was ever a game that didn't need an RPG mode, it's Point Blank because that game is so replayable as it is. But um, I love RPG mode that. incredible, that's so man. Cool. That's, that's brilliant. It's like yep. that didn't need to, but there you go. Okay, I very Matt. rarely get super pumped about like going back and playing retro games, but like that is one game that I would I would right. travel it for. Mark your calendars, boys. We are going to if we don't get to it before the end of the year, my birthday this year. Let's uh, make sure it's set up. And we but we it. have to go to your parents' house for it. No, I'll bring the TV over here. It's fine. No, but we could. That'd be cool to go to your parents' house <laughs> to play. Like that would be like the ultimate nostalgia trip, right? You're going back. You got to make sure that they bring us in snacks and stuff. Juice that boxes. Would, that would be pretty yeah. cool. And um, the my old bedroom there is actually still my old bedroom. It's got my old king size, king single bed in there, and um, all the toys that I can't fit over here. My little three year old nephew loves that room, but purely for the um, there was a series of Transformers called Alternators that were all licensed cars, and they're all right. um, oh, they're like Alternators. yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty big, and their weapons are their their engines. Their engines transform into their guns. Um, they look really cool, but he hates it if I transform them into the car, into the robots. He just wants to play with them as cars and nothing else. Right. Um, in think, fact, he gets very angry at me if I do try and change them. I think a special podcast from Jono's old bedrooms on the cars in the future. Uh, we're gonna done. we're gonna have to get Jono's parents to like like give us a bedtime or something like that to give like the full nostalgia and be like, you guys have to go to bed at nine pm. We're like, yeah, we'll do it. And then the lights go out and we all laugh and then we play until two in the morning. That sounds fantastic. I miss those days. Anyway. Oh, they were good days. All right. Uh, the plans are ahead. Listen forth to the next episode of Versus Player, or at least a future episode for when those dreams come true, because they're going to happen this year, whether it's at my parents' place or here. We will be playing some retro games. But in the meantime, if you've got some retro games and you want to play them and you want to tell us about it, write in to versusplayer.com. Oh, actually, anything at versusplayer.com will get to us. That's a yeah. really great way to do it. In fact, you could just say anything at versusplay.com and we would get your letter. Of course, you can find us in all the regular places like the, oh, the, I was about to say iTunes, but it's now Apple Podcasts and of course, Stitcher, Google Play and of course, our website Spotify? versusplay.com Spotify and do not well. forget Spotify. Yeah. We will see you in a, probably two weeks time for another fun filled episode. See you then. Bye-bye. This is Player.